Whopper, Whopper, chicken, Whopper. <laughs> <laughs> I did it. Okay. Uh, oh, my God. I told you I was going to do it. What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to the Beer Battered Sports Podcast, the podcast created by sports fans for sports fans because we believe that we are the most qualified people to talk about our favorite sports. And let's be honest, we might be. I'm your co-host, Isaac. And what was that? What was that? I accidentally pressed the thing to uh, on the episode. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, other than that, uh, I'm Kylie. <laughs> and I'm 40. Hey. <laughs> and welcome to episode 53. Great entrance. Oh, yeah, what an entrance. Thank you. Uh, I'm excited for today's episode. We got a lot to talk about. We're going to be talking all about the divisional round of the NFL playoffs. Getting yeah, our picks let's talk about that. Yeah, our picks for the conference championship game. Going to be looking at the offseason of baseball some more. Some more drama Ooh. over in the world of basketball and hockey. Pearl Harbor. <laughs> Yeah, great, great place. Been never been there, but I'm, I'm sure it's a great. Place. Why? Hey, at least defender of the North is back. Yeah, that guy's funny. Well, um, so let's uh, start things off. Talk about that divisional round, and um, I, since I know she's going to talk about it, Kylie, let, let, let's get right into it. So I was wrong. I'm sorry. Yeah, I'm sorry. Both you Kylie. were. Yeah, you better be sorry. I thought I originally wanted to pick the Eagles, but I really thought that with how the Giants performed and the grit with the Giants have shown in the last month of the season, I thought they had a chance. And, I was wrong. I definitely didn't expect you guys to come out and do that to them. Like maybe a ball. I game. didn't either. No. Like they I thought it was gonna be a ball game. But yeah, I'm sorry. Look, we've we've admitted Apology our mistakes. Accepted. We've admitted our mistakes, Kylie. And when you make a mistake soon, we hope that you will admit that you made them too. Oh, I always do. Yeah, debatable. So, uh, what are your, <laughs> what is your opinion on the big news that your uh, your Philadelphia Eagles are headed back to the conference championship game? Which, by the way, they've now set the record for most conference championship appearances for any NFC team this century. Yep. Um, it's funny. I've seen the Eagles in the conference championship more than I've seen the Phillies in the playoffs. <laughs> that's absolutely wild because uh, think about it i did the math and it's true I, I was joking about it when i first said it and then i actually did the math i saw the phillies in 2007 8 9 10 11 2022 so that's six eagles in the, in the conference championship 2001 2 3 4 8 17 and this year and i i, I might be missing a year yeah that 2002 championship was my favorite yeah, yeah, whatever. It was boogers too, but whatever. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> why is that, Kylie? We all know why. Um, Welcome back to Beer Battered Sports, where we forced Kylie to relive Philadelphia sports trauma. I don't care that the Giants lost. They'll still win the Super Bowl. Yeah, probably. Sure. I'll give it to you. I got to say, though, oh. I, I think the Giants, despite the loss, they still have so much to be proud of. You know, this is a team that's been the best. this team's been the joke of the NFL for so many years now, and for mm -hmm. them to not only make it back to the playoffs, win a playoff game in convincing fashion over the Vikings, and yeah. you know, I mean, yeah, they lost, but it's a great foundation to go on. <clears throat> they obviously have the new the whole deal with the free agents of Daniel Jones and Saquon Barkley, and I think they're going to kind of prioritize one over the other. <laughs> Saquon, um, yeah, definitely. 
But this is a Giants team that I think could be really competitive in the NFC for the next couple of years. Brian Dable, like, is my lock for coach of the year because he's managed to do what um, he's managed to do what uh, Dan Campbell did in Detroit. He's built a culture for this team. You know, yeah. he's built a culture yeah. that you know the, this is the New York Giants. They embody the New York spirit. You know, of toughing it out, the working man of New York. While the Jets are like, you know, the flashy celebrity that sucks. I don't know. I wanted to slander the Jets there. Yeah, no, 100% though. I agree with you, Isaac. Like, they have a lot to be proud about because, um, you know, everybody's coming into the season with all the speculations. Uh, what is, what's, what's Daniel Jones going to do this year? How's it look for the end of the year for him? Are they going to get him a contract? Blah, blah, blah. Even if the Giants don't give Daniel Jones a contract, Daniel Jones definitely earned a contract or something this year. And he will he will be paid maybe not as high as these other guys, 200, 300 million, but he, he, he's going to, you know, he's going to get his fair share, definitely. Um, and uh, other than Daniel Jones, the Giants as a whole, Brian Dable created a foundation, a culture towards that team, like you said. And uh, they, they all bought into the system. You know, and when you have a team that's all into the system together, then you can go a long way. What happened this weekend against Philadelphia? I have no idea. That system wasn't followed. They came out and shitted the bed. But um, <laughs> they, they they definitely had a great you know season, great turnaround from this from last year and this year. Um, and I, I think this is a team that definitely can build off of what they have. And like you said, they have a free agency problem with Daniel Jones and Saquon. You can only pay one. Honestly, I don't know how they're going to have the money to pay both the big bucks. Um, if I was the general manager, the owner, I'm probably going with Saquon because, you know, that's, you know, Saquon Barkley. And yeah. I, can build, I, I can build around Saquon Barkley with, you know, a guy coming out the draft and C.J. Stroud or – you know, one of those guys, if I tr- can trade up somehow, some way. Um, My one yeah. fear is that Daniel Jones will end up becoming a Kirk Cousins character, and that he ends up going mm-hmm. to a team and he ends up not being a success. And he ends up being one of those guys that you look back on and are like, why did we pay him so much money for nothing in return? And honestly, yeah. that's likely to happen because Daniel Jones, let's be honest, you guys, he's not the greatest quarterback in the world. Um, but I think if he gets put in the right team, he could – I honestly think he could end up being pretty good. Like, yeah. Even I, the I dogs think, agree. I was just about to say, I think the dogs agree too. Um, they actually have this thing I was reading this morning. It's like an off-season specials thing where you think the player is going to go next year, stuff like that. Um, and I saw – Daniel Jones and Daniel Jones, Lamar Jackson were the two that stood out to me the most. So right now, it says if not Baltimore Ravens, for which team will Lamar Jackson will Lamar Jackson play for next year? The top three right now, well, the top uh, four right now are Jets, Falcons, Raiders, Commanders. You go to Daniel Jones and his top four, not the Giants. Which team do you think Daniel Jones will be with next year? His are Jets, Falcons, Green Bay, and Commanders. Uh, huh. It was very interesting when I saw that Green Bay 
thing in there because it was like, where does that put Aaron Rodgers? Um, and they actually didn't have a thing for Aaron Rodgers up yet. So maybe I'll look back later and see if there is one. But uh, it, it was very interesting when I saw the Green Bay thing in there for Danny Jones because that, that's a team there that I think has a lot of young guys that can be great with, with the right quarterback. Yeah, you do have Jordan Love there, but Daniel Jones is a guy who's actually had some on-field experience for numerous years now. You put a guy like Daniel Jones in that system there, up there with Matt LaFleur, and, or is he even over there still? Mm-hmm. Matt LaFleur, yeah. I was, oh, I got him and Clingsbury mixed up, yeah. You put a guy over there like that, Matt LaFleur, I think he flourishes in that offense there with, with the young guys that they do have, Watson and you know, all, all the other young talents that Aaron Jones and things like that, Romeo Dub. So I, I thought that was very interesting when I saw that. Yeah. Um, I don't see how the Giants don't bring back both quarter, both Daniel Jones and Saquon Barkley. Um, I'm looking at the Giants cap space right now to see if they have any money whatsoever. And uh, let's see. So Is there a way they can sign one and franchise the other? Yeah, they could absolutely do that. Um, let's see. I'll take this time to to say that um, no matter what happens with all these free agent quarterbacks, please, for the love of God, the one who ends up coming to Tampa, not be Tom Brady. Yeah. So it looks like they have $45 million in cap. I think. Um, is what it's looking like. So, yeah, yeah. So they, it looks like they have about $45, $44 million. Uh, forty-four, forty-five million dollars <throat> in cap space. They could absolutely sign both. While Saquon is a top-tier running back, he's still just a running back. Um, so whopper, 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 whopper. stop! We're gonna get that in everybody's head. <laughs> That's my plan. Um, but so with that forty-four, Daniel Jones isn't a forty million dollar quarterback. I would pay him 20, 25. You could argue 30, but that's really stretching it. Um Yeah, no, he's not worth that much. And and no, if you get rid of um if you get rid of what's his name? I'm totally blanking. Oh, he's a wide receiver. Crap. Why am I blanking? Let's see. Oh, uh, holiday. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If they get if they <clears throat> Get rid of Kenny Galladay. Get rid of that money. They can easily resign both. No issue. Kenny Galladay. If I'm the Giants, that's that's number one on my to do list for the offseason. Get rid of Kenny Galladay. And and so hypothetically, let's have this crazy theory that they that Aaron Rodgers either stays in Green Bay, retires, or goes somewhere else not named Las Vegas. Well, it's funny because. Las Vegas and Las Vegas and Green Bay are actually the top two teams that are uh, they have him going to next year. Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, and what? Yeah. Wait, no, but if he goes to Las Vegas, then Brady won't go there, and Brady most likely will resign with the Bucks. No, Brady has to go. Yeah, Brady has to Hopkins, go. Deon- this is very interesting. Mm-hmm. I just went back. Oh. To- I just what? went back what? to it too to see if they had a, a thing for. D-Hop. Rogers yet, but DeAndre Hopkins um, 
his top team is Green Bay right now for where will he take his next step? Snap. Ooh, that would be interesting because because you said that city, New England and Baltimore. Those are the top four. I like that because check this out. Mm-hmm. Green Bay has the 15th overall pick. If they keep Aaron Rodgers for another year, they don't need another quarterback. So they could trade that pick and get D Hop. Or if on the Giants, the Giants have the 26th overall pick. So let's say hypothetically, Devontae or um uh D Hop goes to somewhere else. I'm calling Vegas and being like, take this, take a couple other things, give us Devontae Adams. I would hate that, and I know you would hate that, Calvin, as fans in the NFC East, but out like looking at it from a perspective of if I'm the Giants, I'm calling. Um, I don't want to watch my team get torched by Devontae Adams two times. <laughs> I don't. I don't either. We Go have Slay. That's uh, <laughs> yeah. I don't want it to happen either. But looking outside of that, putting my wants aside and looking through it as a Giants fan, like that's what I'm doing. I. I, I yes. could franchise tag Daniel Jones and then sign Saquon or vice versa. You guys do know what's going to end up happening, right? They're signing Saquon Barkley. That's what's going to end up happening. Yeah, no, absolutely. They're what's, signing Saquon. What's, what's going to happen is that Aaron Rodgers is, is going to land at the Jets in free agency, play one season with the Jets, but kind of like it, but kind of not like it. And in the offseason, there's this big controversy surrounding him, and boom, he signs with the Vikings because they get rid of Why Kirk are you Cousins. putting Favre error on him? Because it would be, yeah, I'll, I'll be so honest. poetic for it to happen again. I would sure it would. If the Vikings get rid of Kirk Cousins, I will gladly have him back in Washington. With this receiving core right here that we have now and the defense we have now, I will gladly take Kirk Cousins back 100%. People Honestly, might, it might be a better fit. People might think I'm crazy for saying this right now, but I promise. A little. You, Kirk Cousins was nah, our most consistent quarterback since Mark Brunel. Promise. I remember Mark Brunel. Kirk uh, Cousins Brunel, was our good most times. consistent quarterback since Mark Brunel. I promise you. I remember Mark Brunel at young age. My first ever football game I went to, Jacksonville, Washington. Mark Brunel, Santana Moss, walk-off touchdown right into the stands where I'm sitting right there. I remember it like it was yesterday. You remember? I, I was like – Eight, nine years old, maybe. But, you know, Mark Brunel and Kirk Cousins, the eights, they were the most consistent guys in our system. If we... Doesn't Sam Howell wear number eight? No, Sam Howell wears... I don't even know what Sam Howell wears, to be honest, because that's how uninterested in the guy I am. Like, you didn't was, like him in week 17? I think he's Taylor Heineke 2.0. Just... Younger, <laughs> I don't know. I, I don't know if I agree with oh, that. I really like. He's fourteen. What I saw. That's right. Uh, guy doesn't really have a strong arm. That I did. That I. That like he had two stupid passes to Terry McLaurin that could have been touchdowns. Um, give Howell. A give Howell a chance. I agree. Give him. Look, you guys are obviously still rebuilding. Uh, you guys have a young receiving core. I would give Howell a year to. To do it, I mean, look what happened with Hurts. We are in win now mode. No, you're not. Now, well, it could be. You are not in win now mode. Eh, it could be. We've been trying to win now for seven years. <laughs> uh, yeah, and y'all haven't gotten any farther. That's why that. That's why we make a big 
big free agency splash every offseason. If you go back to every offseason for like the last 10 years, somehow, someway, Washington is in that making a big free agency splash. We pay these guys stupid amounts of money and they don't do shit for us because we're in win, win now mode and we're on bullshit. We're, 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 we're doing dumb shit. Oh, yeah. A lot of guys, good guys on rookie deals. Definitely. He, he, he's not wrong about that. You know? There's a lot yeah. of good guys on rookie deals, but I, I I believe that I believe as a fan we're in win now mode. You know, so if you give us a quarterback who's also in win now mode, like a Kirk Cousins, he would thrive in this system with these receivers and this team here. Because, what about Aaron Rodgers? I mean Aaron Rodgers could thrive with any receiver, he's that good. Yeah. I, and I, th- that's a guy, if, if you're saying give Howell a chance, that's a great guy for Howell to learn under is Aaron Rodgers. Taylor Heineke and Carson Wentz are not the guys to learn under. I, I, I hate to break the figure. Like, no. they haven't done anything in the point. league for you to, you know, really say, like, oh, I want to learn under that guy. Like, Carson Wentz, I've seen him do nothing but blow playoff chances and go to the playoffs and blow it or – get injured or come back from injury and throw three interceptions in one fucking half. Like this like, come on, that's not a guy you don't know. Like Aaron Rodgers, like Isaac said, he thrives with a receiver. Tom Brady, he thrives with any receiver. Like those are guys you want to learn after. So even Kirk Cousins, I'll be honest with you, Kirk Cousins is so smart and knowledgeable to the game. But much as many people hate Kirk Cousins, I was one of those people that hated Kirk Cousins, but I had to really go back and watch the film and watch Kirk Cousins. Not his highlights or anything of that nature. I'm talking about actually watch the film. And if you watch a lot of the film with the Washington Redskins at that time, Kirk Cousins put us in position to win a lot of those games. We had a shitty defense. We would go down and score. We're up 24-21. Now our defense gives up a touchdown. Now we're down, and Kirk Cousins has to go score again, and he has 35 seconds or 40 seconds, no timeouts. We're down four points, and he has to go put points on the board and shit like that. Like, a lot of that is unrealistic situations for young guys like that at his time. He was a young guy in this situation. So, you know, it's like, man, Kirk Cousins, I'm calling him if I'm Washington. That's the guy I would learn under if I'm Sam Howell, too. It's interesting. I, I could see that. Um, but what I wanted to talk about was uh, Dallas. <laughs> Joke. Oh, yeah. Always. How about them Cowboys? How about them Cowboys? I My dad is a Cowboys fan, and, dude, it Jonathan, is fantastic. I, 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 sorry, Kylie. Jonathan, I, I love that take there. But I just pray that the commanders don't get Derek Carr. That is my only fear. I do not want fucking Derek Carr. I promise you, I don't care. Like, Kirk Hudson's is better than Derek Carr. I hate to break it to you guys. He is. He's better than Derek Carr. I think they're all on the same kind of tier. Uh, I think Kirk Cousins has a little bit of a notch above Derek Carr. Yeah, but, like, there's... I'm I'm pretty high on Derek Carr, but like. So if we're talking tiers. What tier? Give me three tiers right now. What tier is Derek Carr in? Um, three Derek tiers. Carr. So like, 
No, because there's more than three tiers. There's, you know, the elite, there's the very good, there's the good, there's the below average, and then there's just trash. All right, so then in those five tiers, where is Derek Carr? Average. I put him at average. He's a serviceable quarterback. So tell me the tiers again. So there's, you know, elite or like the, the top guys, like, you know, the Aaron Rodgers, Mahomes, you know, them. And then there's the very good, like the above average. And okay. then there's average, below average, and then there's just garbage. Well, I know that Derek Carr is my 27th favorite quarterback, though. Because, <laughs> I mean, you got to respect, like, what Derek Carr has had to deal with with that team is insane. And he is the one constant for that team. He, you know, when they had the whole John Gruden situation, the the Henry Rugg situation, the, you know, the, the moving from Oakland to, to Las Vegas, like, this dude has had to endure a Which lot. For shouldn't th- have done. Agreed. But, you know, it's, he's had to deal with so much for that organization. And it's, and their, their head coach, Josh McDaniels, was a stupid hire to begin with. Well, do you know why they hired Josh McDaniels? They want to lure Brady over. Oh. Think about it. Interesting. Yeah. Huh. Well, I I can agree with that there. But if we're going to say all that, that he had to deal with so many things with this team and this, that, and the third, we have to give the same energy to other quarterbacks around the league. Oh, absolutely. So, you know, like, if, 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 if that's the case that's being made, then yeah, okay, the guy's an average guy. But uh if you really just go back and really look at the film, I don't really see too much that even makes him average. Like he doesn't impress me at all. Like he pisses me off. He pisses <laughs> me off. Because Damn. it's like you have a guy and I, I, I went back I I watched like seven games this year, the first seven games. And you have a guy in Devontae Adams, and he has minimal targets in four out of seven of those games. Mac Hollins had more targets than Devontae Adams. Who? And, and, Mac Hollins, Eagles legend. Exactly. Who? Exactly, Isaac. How so, do you not know who Mac Hollins is? If I know his name is familiar, but I don't know what he does. He hey. played for the Eagles. He's a wide receiver. And then he well, he got cut and went to the, the Dolphins, don't and know. he's on the Raiders now. I never heard of that guy until this year when he was on the Raiders. And that was because Seriously? That was because he's getting more targets than Devontae Adams. You have a guy in Devontae Adams. It didn't matter if Devontae Adams was triple team. Aaron Rodgers was throwing him a goddamn ball. This <laughs> That's guy true. This guy, Derek Carr, he looks at he looks at Devontae Adams for two seconds. The guy's covered by one guy. He doesn't even give him a chance. Like it took for Jared Stedman to come in for Devontae Adams to have more than ten catches in multiple games. I'm just saying. That's true. That's Derek true. Carr does not impress me. You have elite talent around you, and you're not doing anything with it. So, mm. low average to me. And if we're that's being fair. A, Kirk Cousins is average, and with but yeah. with, with an elite team, Kirk Cousins would be very good. That's he has Justin talking. Jefferson, though. I he mean, has a good team. He has Thielen, Jefferson. Um, isn't their tight end good? Yeah, Hawkinson's good. You know, they got Dalvin Cook. And he look yeah. what he did this year. 
he did great things. He came back from 33 nothing. But there's nothing that you can do about your defense, though. Your defense, That's you know, true. there's nothing. He, he can't go on offense and defense. So, That's yeah, true. he has an elite offense. But there's a lot of key pieces missing in that defense. And you saw That's it in fair. the game against the Giants. They gave up Dan. They, they, the, the Daniel Jones had a, a Giants record against those guys. Most passing yards and rushing yards in a game for a Giants quarterback in, in one game in a postseason. Like, <laughs> yeah, they, they shit the bed. Big time. They they tricked us um, because I everybody was saying, like, because, um, you know, none of us were high on the Vikings to begin with. Yeah. Uh, I didn't expect them to look this bad against the Giants. And for us to look this good against the Giants. Um, so that, that was it, dude, the plans are just so weird. Yeah. And I, I don't know. It's. How about them Cowboys? <laughs> How about them, dude? I. Another year. Oh, that was beautiful. You guys want to just hear something what, funny? What was that last play? Dude, Zeke just got destroyed. They were having him guard a linebacker by himself. I get the theory, you know, trying to, you know, uh, lateral it back and everything and try to keep the play going. But why would you have Zeke, a tiny running back, try to block a linebacker? You know, you guys remember that game that play the Colts tried to run against the Patriots back in like yes. um, 2015 with Pat McAfee. Yep. That's what gave me flashbacks yeah. to that. I was like, "What are they doing?" But I want to, I want to read this for you guys really quickly. This is bro. <clears throat> Isaac Donsky presents <laughs> the Dallas Cowboys what they have done since winning the their last Super Bowl in 1995. You ready? All right. Well, I've been ready because I already know. 1996, 10-6, and six, still the best team in the NFC East, destroy the Vikings in the wild card round, but get upset by a second-year Carolina Panthers team at the Divisional. Okay, that was a fluke. We'll be back next year. Nope, they go 6-10. and 10. Barry Switzer is fired. They hire Chan Gailey. Pause for puke. <laughs> team gets back to 10-6. and six. They win the East again, but the NAF- NFC East is a little weaker than usual. They go up against their divisional rival, Arizona, in the first round. Everyone's like, oh, you know, it's an easy win for them. The Cardinals haven't won a playoff game in like 40 years. Cardinals win 20-7. to seven. It's not even close. Next year, they go 8-8. Eight and eight. They're terrible, but they sneak into the playoffs anyway because, oh, the NFC is shit that year. They lose to Randy Moss and the Vikings in the first round. Chan Gailey is fired because Jerry Jones doesn't tolerate that. He hires Dave Campo. They go five and eleven three straight years and completely squander Emmett Smith's uh, Emmett Smith breaking the rushing record. At least they have Emmett Smith. You know, all the triplets are gone. Michael Irvin gets hurt. Tony uh, Troy Aikman retires. All the stars in the nineties are gone. They have to rebuild. They uh, they get Drew Bledsoe. They trade for Drew Bledsoe. They rebound. They go ten and six to the wild card team in two thousand and three, but they lose to the Panthers again. Okay, that Panthers team was on a mission. It's okay. We have Bill Barcells as our new head coach. We'll be Jake fine. Lo- Who? Jake Delone. You remember him? Yeah. Panthers yeah. quarterback. Jake <laughs> Delone. They lost to Jake Delone. That's crazy. It gets worse. Parcells doesn't end up. Parcells is old and has kind of lost his edge. The team struggles the next two years, but they find this incredible backup from Northern Iowa named Tony Romo. They make the playoffs in 2006. They drive down the field. They have a chance to beat the defending Super Bowl champion. I remember this. And Tony Romo drops the snap. I remember that. (laughs) They lose again. Next year, however, they hire a new head coach, Wade Phillips, defensive guru. They go 13 and three. Dallas is back. 
they set the record for most players ever sent to the Pro Bowl. They get a first-round bye. Greg Ellis is comeback player of the year. Then the Giants come to town in the divisional round, and they lose. They lose because T- Romo throws an interception in the end zone. They lose again. They still go Romo. They miss the playoffs the next year, but they make it back in 2009. At this time, they're pretty good. They win the East. They beat the Eagles in the wild card round. Sorry, Kylie. Mm, mm. Yeah, it's their first. Uh, it's their first playoff win of the of the century. Their opponent in the next round is Brett Favre, and uh, that's another Cowboy season down the drain. They get blown out. Next yep. season, Wade Phillips goes one and seven. Fired. They hire Clapmaster Jason Garrett. Garrett's teams go eight and eight for three straight years. And they got Tony Romo and Jason Witten. They're fine, but Jerry's pissed off. They finally get back to the playoffs in 2014. They beat the Lions in a controversial play. DeMarco Murray comes out of nowhere to become the best running back in the NFL for some reason. They go into Lambeau Field. Dez catches the ball. Dez catches the ball. Dez catches the ball and they still lose. Tony Romo gets hurt the next year. They completely fall apart. Romo gets hurt again. They have an amazing draft. They draft Dak Prescott and Ezekiel Elliott. Aaron Rodgers does Aaron Rodgers things. They fall apart the next year, miss the playoffs, but they're back in 2018. They win another playoff game. They beat the Seahawks, and then they run into the Rams. Just wasn't meant to be. Next season, again, 8-8. Eight and eight, They get knocked out of, the, out of playoff contention by the Eagles in the final week of the regular season. They go into 2020. Dak gets hurt. They're terrible. They rebound the next year, but Zeke isn't playing. <sighs> and they forget how to play football against the Niners. And now this year, again, they're good. They beat the Bucks. <laughs> again, they forget how to play football against the Niners. So- Brock Purdy, a seventh round last overall pick, has as many playoff wins as Dak Prescott in his entire career. Let me, take- let me- go ahead. Let me throw something else funny in there. Jalen Hurts wasn't born the last time Dallas played in the NFC title game. That means Hurts. I wasn't either. Look, Hurts was born, grew up, learned how to play football, went to Alabama, transferred to Oklahoma, got drafted, sat behind Wentz, and got to the NFC title game all before Dallas has gotten back. Yep, and learned how to squat 600 pounds. They have affected the Dallas Cowboys since winning the Super Bowl in 1995. They have only won five playoff games. Yep. Yeah. Five. One for each point on their star, yeah. which is a rating, not a logo. It's crazy. I'm pretty sure. Well, no, no, no. I, it would be crazy if it was, but I was going to say, I'm pretty sure Taylor Heineke has just as many playoff appearances as Dak. <laughs> Let's see. They went this year. They went last year. They went his rookie year. Yeah, so I, I think Heineke has two. And Dak has, what, three or four appearances? Dak yeah. has three playoff appearances. 2016, uh, 28. No, Dak has four. 2016, 20. No, he has five. 2016, 2018, 20. Mm, no, he 20. has four. He has four. So has five four. appearances and one win. No, four he has four. He has two four. wins. He has four two wins. Four appearances, two wins. So what is he? Two and six. Two and four. Yeah, Shit. Hertz has two appearances, one win. Is going to be is an MVP finalist. Is in the NFC Championship game. So yeah, the Cowboys. The Cowboys can stay America's team. Um, go ahead. It's gotten you nowhere. So 
Let's talk about the team that everyone said was America's new team and the Dallas Cowboys of the AFC, the Buffalo Bills. Am I the only one that's starting to get tired of them? Um, I'm not tired of them. I love their fan base. I like like Josh Allen. See, I want to like their fan base, but then every time T. Higgins got the ball on Sunday, they were booing him, and I was just like, "Mm." Their fan base donates a lot of money to the player to other players' charities. They they do, though. They do that kind of. Yeah, I will. I will always give Bill fans their credit. I will always love Bills fans. I'm just going to say this about the Bills: they were crowned Super Bowl champions at the start of the season. Everyone expected them to go, you know, uh, to win the Super Bowl. I thought they would go. That's what happens every year. That's what happens every year. The only year it didn't was when the Rams won. They're literally Dallas. They're literally Dallas of the AFC. The only exception being that their fan base is tolerable, you know? And Best the rings. fact is, this game, they got they got blown out on home turf in the snow. Yeah. At this point, there's no more excuses. This Buffalo team has been crafted for years now, you know, to get to this point. Yoni and, says they got really overhyped. No respect to Chiefs and Bengals yeah. last offseason. Yeah, yeah. It's... Yep. The fact remains that at the end of the day, the Buffalo Bills are no longer the best team in the AFC, and they never were. No, at most, they weren't. They are the third best team in their own conference, and their contending window may have already slammed shut because Cincinnati and Kansas, Kansas City has proven that even with Tyreek Hill gone and key pieces from the Super Bowl run gone, they could still be the best damn team in the entire NFL. Absolutely. The Bengals have proven over the last two years that Cincinnati is for real, and this team is going to be a force to be reckoned with. What has Buffalo proven? Yeah, well, they have good I, records, but they're nothing. The Buffalo yeah. Bills have gotten themselves stuck into a situation where they are now the third best team in their conference, and might even be fourth if Jacksonville and the Chargers can work out their issues and get better. Especially Chargers, maybe yeah. not as much the Chargers, but Jacksonville definitely Jacksonville on the way up for too. sure. I saw a TikTok. Lamar, um, Lamar too, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, I saw a TikTok that was saying Josh Allen may be the new Philip Rivers. And they yeah. brought up – no, 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 no. It's, it's funny. Yeah, you can see it, right? But let me tell you why. Why what, did Phillip Rivers never get to a Super Bowl? Who did he have to beat? Peyton Manning, Tom Brady. Yeah. Those two, you, you're going to have to beat one, if not both of them, just to get to the Super Bowl. Oh, Ignore no, that... who you're playing in the Super Bowl. Those are the two you're guaranteed to have to beat just to get there. Yeah, and that's I mean, just me, assuming the NFC isn't isn't as good as the AFC, right? Let me pull then, it up real quick. Let me pull it up real quick. So, as head quarterback, here's who the um, what's his hold face? On, hold on. Go ahead, go ahead. And then now, who does Josh Allen have to beat? Mahomes Burrow. and Burrow. Every year, you're guaranteed to have to beat at least one, if not both of them, just to get to the Super Bowl. And yeah. who are you going to have to face in the Super Bowl? The Eagles, the Giants, or not the Giants, the, the Niners. Uh, the Giants could very well be, you know, coming up for the next couple of years, depending on how Daniel Jones does or if they, what they do <laughs> with quarterback. Command, yeah, uh, keep dreaming. Um, the Commanders and the Cowboys are the two teams you never have to worry about. We will um, be- Mark okay, Mountain. maybe in like five years, yeah. Just we get, get a quarterback. quarterback. Just get a quarterback. We get a quarterback, we're there in the next two years. Yeah, absolutely. You can say that about the Cowboys, too. No. They're garbage. See, Kylie makes a I good point say- here. Kylie, you make a good point because you look at Philip Rivers' career. Here's who he lost to in the playoffs. Brady. Brady. Roethlisberger. Sanchez. <laughs> Manning. Brady. <laughs> Sanchez. With the exception of that one, with that one, <laughs> of that one, with the exception of that one 
doofus in the corner. The outlier. All, it's the I see the same thing happening to the Bills. The AFC. Yeah. It used it used to be when we were kids, when we were growing up during the two thousands. The mm-hmm. AFC was completely dominated by two or three super teams. Everybody else tried, but they couldn't. It was always either the Colts, the Steelers, or the Patriots. Well, guess what? The AFC had its window. We finally had a window where the AFC was competitive, where there could be multiple teams coming in like the NFC. The NFC has always been competitive. Every year, there's a new team in the NFC that's one to watch. There's the teams that are always going to be established powers like Philly, San Francisco, Dallas. Um, you know, mm, Dallas doesn't count. Yeah, they're always in. Co- they're always competitive. Even if they're the Mets win, so. of the football. They 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 have, you know, a good regular season and just do nothing in the playoffs. They're they're, still, they're the Mets. They're still competitive though. They're still competitive. You know, the yeah, NFC always has new teams showing up to fight alongside the established powers. That's why the NFC is always sending new teams to the Super Bowl each year, with the exception of mm-hmm. a couple of teams sometimes, most notably the Seahawks. But the AFC, it's always the same teams for years. We had a competitive window finally emerge towards the end of the 2010s when Brady started to when Brady started to fall off with the Patriots from around 2018ish to I want to say 2020 those 3 years it was open it was mm-hmm. wide open because Brady wasn't performing as well with the Patriots Manning was gone the Colts had fallen off the map the Steelers Ben Roethlisberger was performing well and what happened Mahomes Burrow showed up and I hate to say it for the Bills but now they find themselves in a situation where Josh Allen's not the best quarterback in his conference anymore. The AFC has gone right back to where we started. It's still more competitive than it was during the 2000s and the 2010s. Yeah. But it still is at the point where it's like there's going to be big teams that you are not. Look what happened to Jacksonville. Jacksonville, you know, they could have pulled off the upset against the Chiefs. They hurt Patrick mm-hmm. Mahomes. But look mm-hmm. what happened. They couldn't get it done. It's the same yeah. thing every year. The <clears throat> AFC is all the AFC is always going to be dominated by certain teams. It always has been. You look back in yeah. time, the AFC. Throughout the 20th century, the AFC was always dominated by like the Steelers, the Raiders, the Dolphins, the Bills. The AFC, well, the NFC is a conference of parity where pretty much any team, if they build a good enough roster, can make a run. The AFC is always going to be dominated by select teams. Quote that. <laughs> you can quote it. I'm... I'll quote that. Um, no, I, I totally agree. It's it's unfortunate. I, I guess people were just expecting Josh Allen to have this final leap of as a player this year. And I mean, I can't blame them. I, we all thought that, um, but I don't want to put the Philip rivers, you know, not thing on, on Josh Allen yet. I mean, everybody is granted. I grant every player, you know, one upset, um, unless they're Dallas. And, (laughs) And uh, it's it's unfortunate, but it's I don't know. It, it will we'll see how things pan out the next ten years because he's gonna have to face Burrow. He's gonna have to face Josh Allen. Yeah, he's gonna have to face all of these quarterbacks, and you know, except he'll probably have to face a Mark Sanchez type outlier too that he'll have to beat. I wonder who that. Yeah, Allen could end up as a Big Ben best case scenario. That would be money, interesting. My money on the Mark Sanchez ben outlier. Bowls. Ben's yeah. a Ben's a Hall of Famer. He won Super Bowls. Don't do that. <laughs> he said best case scenario that could be Josh Allen's case too. My my pick for the Mark Al- Mark Sanchez outlier that we're going to see in the next ten years for the AFC. This is going to be controversial. 
give me the Houston Texans. Because you know how the Jets came out of kind of nowhere to contend at the end of the 2000s? What if Houston pulls that off? They Houston, listen, man. I know Houston, not not now, but in ten years, I'll be a know. rich man before Houston makes a goddamn playoff run. <laughs> <laughs> they've only made wait, they've only made six in their entire existence. Yeah, and uh, they have to hit on this year's draft. It really depends on what the Bears do. The Bears have total control because the Texans are freaking idiots. And so, I mean, regardless, uh, Houston's gonna get their Houston's gonna get their quarterback, and um, but you know, it's not gonna be Bryce Young, who was the coveted quarterback coming into this year's draft. So, will it be better for them? Will CJ Stroud be their guy? I don't know. I don't well, want to see him in Houston. There's a rumor that Stroud, there's a rumor that Stroud may go back for senior season. He declared for the draft. He declared for the draft. Yeah, you can declare, but you can go back as long as they don't pull a Cleveland That's Browns true. and draft an old quarterback. Have cough, cough, Bennett, Stetson Bennett. I hate I, that man. I remember the Brandon Whedon controversy. I don't want Houston to go. I feel so bad for Houston, man. They, it's whatever. Listen, um, if Stetson Bennett, we, I'm go going. No, go ahead. Go ahead. You go first. No, I said if Stetson Bennett goes in the first round, I'm not watching football next year. (laughs) I'll hold you to that. Kyle, you got that right. You're you're quoting that one, right? Quote that shit. Yeah, of course. Of course. Quote that shit. (laughs) Before we move on um, to making our picks for the conference championship games, I did want to cover one last thing that came out of that Buffalo-Cincinnati game, something that honestly pissed me off a lot. It's kind of two things. Uh, First up, uh, both of them are related to Darmar Hamlin. Uh, it's awesome to see him at, he was at the game. Uh, first off, I'm not going to go into uh, detail about what was about what was going on because it's sick and disgusting. But if you're one of the people making a conspiracy theories about Tamar Hamlin on Twitter, um, you can take Please my stop. fist. Yeah, stop. Take my <laughs> fist and shove yeah. it where the sun don't shine. Fucking nasty, yeah, disgusting pieces of shit. That yeah, everybody's got to relax on that. I mean, we I literally saw that saw, shit. Yeah, and we literally saw Miles Sanders on Facetime with Damar Hamlin. Like everybody, yeah, you got to relax on that. Yeah, so I'll just say that. Secondly, Eli Apple. Okay, I'm not putting him as You're Goober a clown. No, 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 no. No, he's not Goober of the Week. He was making yes, a reference to the Pat Bev video. Everybody oh, was going oh, after him. Oh, I'm not him. talking about that. Oh, well, okay. Yeah, he was, he was making reference to to the Pat Bev thing. That's fine. That's not what I was talking about. I'm talking he about was him getting, as a person. He's, he, well, yeah, yeah, he can. Yeah, uh, yeah, he's a terrible player, but he was getting torn up on Twitter because he tweeted, you know, uh, he tweeted Diggs Cancun on three from the Pat Pev video. And everyone thought three with the heart symbol. You're, you're talking about Damar. It's like, see when he did the hard thing. I couldn't, I can't blame people for thinking that. Like, yeah, yeah I understand people see that. are like, hmm, but also like this, this is Damar Hamlin. This is everybody Hamlin does thing. this. Yeah. We all do that shit. Like, you know, Jeremy that, Pena does it. And it pisses me off now. Well, so, <laughs> Look, yeah, at, the, so. at, at the end of the day, at the end of the day, at the end of the day, Eli Apple may be a clown, but he's not that stupid. So lay off. No, he's he not. Was, he would never. He would never. Yeah, he's that. not that dumb. He's still a clown, though. Uh, my because for- while everybody talks a lot of crap to everybody, especially him, he and nobody would ever do that. They're all football players. They would never. Well, there's certain ever. players who are retired now. I'm pretty sure would do that. But uh, thankfully, they're they're retired. There's one, play- true. There's one player in particular uh, from the 90s who I'm pretty sure would pull something like that. You guys know Bill Romanowski? 
Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know why, but every time I think about it, I'm just like, Bill Romanowski probably would pull something like that. True. Yeah. Let's That's make good a prediction. Picks. Yeah, picks. So for the eight, uh, we'll start with the NFC Championship game: Niners versus Eagles. Which, uh, by the way, I actually watched the last time they played in the playoffs. They met once before, 1996. Y'all should look that game up. It was the first time the Eagles played in their Kelly Green uniforms in the playoffs. Final score: 14 to nothing. They played it in pouring rain and mud at Candlestick Park. So much fun. Terrible weather game. Everyone's sliding around out there. It's a lot of fun. Give me the birds. Uh, it's going to be super close. I think it's going to be like whoever, I, I don't know, because both defenses, they're the number one and two defenses, and they're they're pretty evenly matched. Um, obviously, I'm pretty, I, I would give, obviously, Shanahan is the better coach. We have the better quarterback. I would say we arguably have the better team. Uh, yeah. Quarterback. Relative, it's close. Quarterback, yeah. yeah. Y'all got the wait, better wait, wait, quarterback. Wait, 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 wait. How do they have the better quarterback, though? How do how do the Eagles have the better quarterback? Uh-oh. <laughs> hold up. Hold up, hold up, hold up, hold up. Did you just ask me how the Eagles have a better quarterback than the Giants, than the Niners right now? Did you just ask me that? Are we saying it off experience? Is no, we're not saying off experience. We're saying off skill. Oh my God, they're fighting! It's happening! It's finally Wait, happening! World star! World star! Are you really star. questioning me? Are you really questioning like who has a better quarterback right now? Ill that he does better, honestly. Like Brock Purdy, don't get me wrong, he still plays like a rookie. He makes rookie mistakes, but what is the skill that Jalen Hurts honestly has better than him? Hurts can run better. All right, well, Hurts has a better deep ball. Wait, 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 wait. Hurts can run better because he has to run and is designed to run. He's a Brock Birdie's a pocket passer. He never gets touched. The guy barely gets sacked. He doesn't have to run. So the, the Niners haven't know, faced our defensive line. That's okay. You guys haven't faced their defensive line either. I just want to understand where it is. That's what I'm saying. It's really evenly matched. So, like, no, 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 no. I'm talking about on a quarterback standpoint. Like, skill set wise, like, hmm. both in the same tier. Good. They're not. No. Neither of them are elite. Jalen Hurts is not elite yet. He hasn't shown me. Anything I know. Fucking elite give, me, give me one. Give me one more year of this, and I will say yeah, yes. I agree. Solid, one more solid year of this, and maybe we can call him elite. Mm-hmm. MVP, MVP but candidate. That's but that. Listen, MVP candidate system system QB. Okay, we can say he's a system QB. The guy is seven and zero, eight and zero, whatever the hell. He hasn't lost the game yet in this system. You get me? So you, if we're talking about him being an MVP candidate J- and Jalen Hurts, had Brock Purdy started the start of the season, we don't know where the st- San Francisco would be right now. We don't. So we we, we could have seen a team that might have goddamn gave the Patriots bump and went 17-18-0. The guy hasn't lost a football game yet. So whether he's a system QB or not, the guy the stats don't the, the stats tell the story. He's 8-0. He doesn't throw too many interceptions. He had one game where he threw multiple interceptions. Like, he's very poised in the pocket. He's slicing every defense week in and week out. Yes, he does have a lot of great talent around him. But But so do we. So does Jalen Hurts. He has a lot of great talent around him, too. So I don't really see where it is that he is top tier and Brock Purdy's good. There's no difference. I think they're both in the good category, honestly. Like, they're both in the good category, but there's obviously some better than the others in the same tier. That's how it works. Hertz is definitely 
definitely better than Brock Purdy. Jalen Hurts is a so, dual threat. You don't know what Hurts is going to do. He could hand it off to Miles Sanders. He could run it himself. He could throw it to A.J. Brown. He could throw it to Dallas Carter. He could throw it to Devontae Smith. He can do whatever, and he has done whatever, and he has shown to do whatever he wants and is capable of, capable of doing it at a high level, and he's been doing it, and that's why we're the one seed. Mm-hmm. You saw what we looked like with Gardner Minshew. That dude is ass. You still put up 40 points with Gardner Minshew. So That's the Cowboys. Call, that doesn't count. Are we going to call Gardner Minshew a system QB? He put up 40 points. No, Minshew's just not good at all. Okay. Minshew's exactly, below average. But, but that's my point, though. You put Brock Purdy on another team, he's still good. We're not going to sit here and act like Brock Purdy. We don't know good. that. He was good in college, though. Like we're acting He was. The last time Jalen Hurts and Brock Purdy played, you know that game was down to the wire, right? They yeah. Brock Purdy was down 17-0 and brought his team back, and, and, and the game ended 42-41. to Like, I don't understand why we're saying that this guy is so much better than Brock Purdy when they're literally on the same caliber level. Level whether whether the winning streak started before McCaffrey, I mean before Purdy was the starter or not, the man is eight and zero. Like I, I I don't get it. How are we saying that this man is so much better than Jalen Hurts? Honestly, he's I'm not good. better than Jalen Hurts. I, no, how, I mean, how are we saying? Isaac, stop it. <laughs> Y'all are going on and on. Saying that this guy, how are we saying that this guy isn't on the same level as Jalen Hurts is what I meant to say. It, it just doesn't make sense. They're I guess in the we'll same tier as good. I, no, like, first of all, Purdy hasn't played in a cold-weather game in the NFL. He hasn't. Okay. That could be, an, that could be a factor. Guy played at Iowa State. Pretty sure it's cold in Iowa. I'm just gonna squeeze this in while you're arguing. I'm picking San Francisco. Pro is different win. than Col- yeah. I know you are. Niner, the Niners are on a different level right now. Sorry, Eagles. It's gonna be a close game though. It'll be close. It's but gonna San- be close. San Francisco wants it more. It's definitely gonna be a great defensive battle. It's gonna be close. Yeah. Going the Niners. I want to see. I want to see somebody get blown up. Give me somebody getting hit. The look, hits look, are gonna look. be brutal. It's gonna go, no, actually, I'll put it like this. It's gonna go one or two ways. It's either gonna be close or the Niners are gonna blow these boys the fuck out. Because in the second half, the Niners turned into a different football team. I'm not just saying that to make you upset or anything, Kylie. I'm just being realistic based on what the Niners have done this year. Like, I've seen them and do a lot of things to teams in the second half that are just – it's like it was just 13-13. to 13. How the hell is it 40-13 to 13 now? Like, I don't understand this. So I have experience of watching them do this to my team. Yeah. <laughs> Hey, it's definitely going to be close. Um, it's going to come down to the wire, I bet. I'm not going to be at ease at all. Are you working that uh, day, Kelly? No, I got off. <sighs> you're you're not going to – I'd get fired because of how all bad right. I would be. Sorry. Yeah, I just gotta probably. Go <laughs> got to go back real quick because we called this guy we, – we, we called this guy System QB. I don't like the I don't like the system quarterback thing and why people drag him for it. Like one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. In eight games, he has multiple touchdowns in seven of them. The only game he didn't have a touchdown pass was this last game against Dallas. He has two, 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 three, three. And you want to know the interceptions in that game? One, zero, zero, one, one, zero, zero. How's he a system QB? This guy's out there dipping and dying that shit. Yeah, Jamie Garoppolo and Trey Lance, especially Trey Lance. By the way, Trey Lance's career is over. <laughs> um, yeah. You want to talk about system QBs? Jimmy Garoppolo is a system QB. Yeah, but he's handsome, so he can get away with it. Huh, Jimmy. 
215. Even without a touchdown pass, the man still threw for 215. But he's a system QB. Come on, man. We need to give this man the same respect we gave Tom Brady when he was drafted in the sixth round. Because Brock Purdy is really like that. We we got to wait to see more from Brock Purdy next year before we can even categorize him anywhere near Tom Brady. Brock Purdy is really like that. Brock Purdy's better than Taylor Heineke. I tell you that. Brock Purdy, well, Brock Purdy is better than 30, a lot of quarterbacks in this league. That's why his team's in the conference championship right now. He yeah, there's no doubt he's good. Eight games ago. Let's uh let's pick the AFC real quick before we wrap this up. <laughs> <laughs> um give me this, a good day. <sighs> the odds are stacked against us. Mm-hmm. No one wants us to win again. Even nope. though I even though I waxed and waned about how, you know, it's okay if the Chiefs have a dynasty. They're likable. No one wants us to win. You know, Patrick's hurt. That's obvious. The Bengals look unstoppable, you know. But did you know the old Klingon fable that revenge is a dish best served cold? As Kylie is just looking at me so disapprovingly for that. <laughs> the the uh, the Bengals haven't lost a game since October. Yeah, well, they yeah, they're, they're on a big win streak. Not, yeah. not only that. Patrick Mahomes has never beat Joe Burrow. That too. That's exactly why I picked him. Well, you want to know in something? Kansas City and in Cincinnati. You want to know something about Patrick Mahomes? You want to know something about Patrick him. Mahomes? When Patrick Mahomes got hurt in 2019, when he got hurt and busted up his knee, you know what ended up happening to the Bengals? I mean, not the Bengals. You know what the Chiefs ended up doing? Went to the, the Super, Super Bowl. Bowl. Went to the Super Bowl. They won it. You know what happened when Mahomes got hurt in the playoff game against the Browns in 2020? You know, and Chad Henney had to come in. Chiefs went to the Super Bowl. Yeah. Yeah. You know what's going to happen? That Patrick Mahomes is hurt. Patrick Mahomes is hurt. And he's now spending time getting that knee better. There's a lot of consistency there, isn't there? (laughs) Next freaking tight end on the planet playing with him. And he's got a defense that's finally doing something great. He's got a defense that pulled it together at the game on their backs to stop Jacksonville. He's going to go to the Super Bowl. I'm taking the Chiefs. Kansas City all day. It's time, baby. Hey, look, if Kansas City and, and Philly both win on Sunday, it's going to be the first brother Super Bowl matchup in history. They've, they're, they're, oh, well, there's they're a present- fucking storyline. Well, I forgot all about the Kelsey brothers. There's the fucking storyline. <laughs> also, <laughs> also the- Kylie, you know damn well that's not true because we had a pair of brothers coach against each other in 2012. The Harbaugh. No, as, as players, as players. Oh, as players. I'm yeah. sure there's been. No, look it up. Yeah. Against each other. Yeah. Look it up. There's the storyline. There you I'm go. taking Chiefs Niners rematch. 2019 is my Super Bowl and pick. Uh, if this... the Eagles, if the Eagles win it this year, Kelsey is guaranteed to retire. F the storylines. I like. No, give me the script. I like Bengals, 49ers. If it's Bengals 49ers, give me the Bengals. Bengals are Bengals so hot. For, right you now. know what's fun? Bengals 49ers. Interestingly enough, was the um uh. That Super Bowl has been played twice before in the 80s. The 49ers won both. Yeah. Joe Burr. I, I'm going to have to reactivate my Twitter and pull the tweets up. I've been telling people about Joe Burr since 2017. Man. Why I, haven't you activated I, your freaking Twitter? That guy's, the, the one Super Bowl matchup we have, potential matchup we haven't been talking about, because, you know, we talk about Chiefs Niners, the rematch Chiefs, uh, you know, we talk about Bengals Niners, you know, the, the third time's the charm, you know, Chiefs 
Eagles Kelsey Brothers showdown. What would and, the storyline be for Chiefs for Eagles Bengals? There is no storyline. There's it's going to be a very high scoring game in the first half. In the second half, AJ Brown is going to torch the shit out of Eli Apple. In the first half, it'll be very high scoring. In the second half, it'll be straight defense. And the reason yeah. I say that is because for whatever reason, both the Eagles and the Bengals second half defense can just turn on like this. Mm-hmm. And I, I've watched I watched the Bengals even this last weekend shut the Bills out in the second half. I think they scored three points or something yeah. in the second half. Zero the before that. The week before that, they shut the team out in the second half. They've been shutting teams out in the second half since October. It's actually mm-hmm. very scary. So, I think it'd be a very high-scoring game in the first half if it was Chiefs. I mean, if it was Bengals, Eagles. But second half would be strictly defense. But I don't know who would come out with the victory, honestly, because like Kylie said, Eli Apple would get his shit torched. I mean, who's who are the Bengals going to cover if it's Bengals Philly? AJ Brown, Devontae Smith, Dallas Goddard, Quez Watkins. Who? Yeah, but they also have Jamar Chase, T. Higgins, you know, Tyler Boyd. Darius Slay, James Bradbury, CJ Gardner Johnson. Uh, and they have no offensive line still. Uh, Our defensive line would destroy them. I saw what Terry McLaurin did to those guys. That was one game. Congrats on your Super Bowl in November. That's my uh, I saw what Taylor Taylor Heineke did to those guys. Imagine what Joe Burrow do. Congrats Ooh. on your Super Bowl. Um, oh, don't worry about us. Once we get a quarterback, we'll be right there. Don't worry. And yeah, we'll, you still gotta get a quarterback though. Don't worry. We'll we'll, we'll get <laughs> one step. Away. You are. You're pretty close. All right, let's go over to the NBA real quick. Um. We had a trade, the first trade of the trade deadline, which is February 9th or 4th. I think it's the 9th. Rui Hachimura got traded to the Lakers for three second-round picks and Kendrick Nunn. I love it. I think it's interesting. I I like the trade for the Lakers. I don't think I like it for the Wizards. I love it. It opens... It opens up the opportunity to re to re-sign Kuzma, which I love. I would love for the Wizards to keep Kuzma and Porzingis. They've been pretty good for for the Wizards, um, but I don't like this trade for the Wizards. They won both Russell Westbrook trades, but I don't think they won this one. I love Rui was promising. Yeah, Rui is a very promising interesting player and uh you put it you put a player like that with LeBron like come on and it's like I really feel really bad for LeBron (laughs) yeah I do too like the guy scored 48 last night they still lost by 20 points like it's just amazing to me are you serious yeah he scored 48 last night and they still lost by 20 points how is that possible so bringing a guy like Rui in he didn't play last night, but bringing a guy right. like him, you know, and then eventually, hopefully, because the thing is, LeBron's keeping them right there in this in this race right now. Like, they're not too far back from that 10 seat. So, you know, once they get AD back there and Rui's active and, and, and things like that, you, you put LeBron, Rui, and AD, and Russell Westbrook all on the court at the same time together, I think a lot of explosive stuff comes because – 
not only can Rui drive to the basket and, and, and dunk on you, this guy can shoot too. You know, he's not the best shooter, but he, he can give you one or two from out there. You know, yeah. so like uh, they still need to surround themselves with a lot of shooters, definitely, because, you know, mm-hmm. it's Brick City over there. But yeah, I think the Lakers definitely Brick want City. to trade with Rui because you, 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 you pair him with a guy like AD down below. That's that's a lot of defense down there. And then, yeah, you know, absolutely. On the offensive side, you have him and AD. You have LeBron facilitating. You know, that's a lot of points to be scored. Yeah, absolutely. It's it's in, it's 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 good for for the Lakers. It's gonna it's gonna build really well. I I like Rui a lot, and I do like the Wizards. And I was sad to see Rui go, but it's it's gonna work out for the Lakers and Rui. It's it's good for them. Um, I, was, I was hoping to see him when I went to the game in March, so I'm a little disappointed. But you know what? It happens. Yeah, it happens. Um, there, you know, there's the trade line is really close. There's a lot of players on the market. Mo Bamba. I if he comes to the Sixers, I'm blasting that song oh, all day. Oh, shit, bitch. Okay. Yeah, exactly. I had to. I had to. Had to. Sorry. Yeah. So I will leave now. <laughs> um, I I forget his name from the Suns. I don't know why I'm blanking. Um, but <laughs> there's there's a lot of players. You know, there's there's Bojan. He remains a top target. Isaac, stop it. <laughs> you treat me like a child, and I don't appreciate that. <laughs> you know what? I can I can sing whatever I want. Stop it. <laughs> um, but. You know, Bo Young's a top target for for teams, and it's. I'm excited to see this trade deadline. I don't know what the Sixers are going to do. I really, it beats me. I have no idea what we're going to do. Um, but it's it's an exciting time. I'm excited for it to happen because lots of teams are going to be making moves. Um, and LeBron became the second all time in scoring. He's just getting super close to beating the record. He's going to, for sure. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. Like, uh, <laughs> yeah he's... I, I feel bad for him, man. I really do. Because he's looked at to, to carry this team still in year 20. And it's like, bro, this is why you got AD. This is why you got Russell Westbrook. So that LeBron yeah. – less off of himself and you know be more the facilitator and these guys go score and they're not doing none of that like, yeah exactly this man had 48 points last night and they still lost by 20 points it's amazing to me that's incredible i mean ad scored 55 in the game i went to and they still beat the wizards by like 15 10 it can happen yeah so it's basketball is a weird sport um, that it is. Nothing really happened in the MLB. Uh, we're getting closer and closer to pitchers and catchers reporting. I can't wait. I'm so bored. Yeah, yeah. It's I need baseball back in my life right now. Um, but there's news for the NHL because the trade deadline is approaching there, and they. One thing happened that's stupid. Oh, we got our goober, the Canucks. Yeah, they uh they fired their coach, Bruce Boudreau. 
which everybody is saying is stupid because they're blaming it on the coach. And Richmond is not a bad coach, but he has a legacy of failure. Unfortunately, he, he he's never been able to escape it, in that his uh, his team's constantly choking the playoffs. So, I understand why they you know are getting rid of him now, but I don't agree with it. I think they should have they should have waited it out. You never know what can happen in hockey. Also, this was this was this was aggravating to me, but I had to bring this up. Um, we had a game this season canceled due to COVID. Yeah, that was annoying. I'm like, I, look, I understand. I'm not downplaying COVID at all. I would never do that because right. I'm not. I'm not one of those idiots who does. But <laughs> haven't we gotten to the point where it's enough people have been vaccinated that you know we don't need to cancel games anymore when there's an outbreak still having COVID be an issue three years after when you should know what to do is insanity. The whole thing really just annoys me because it tells me that there's still players in the NHL who are not vaccinated, who are out there playing, which is why they have to keep doing this. That pisses me off. It's like, guys, just put on the job requirements. No, it's not going to, it's not going to kill you. It's not going to give you a cardiac arrest. You know, I know we can't force people to do it, It annoys me because games shouldn't be getting canceled constantly because of COVID outbreaks when the pandemic effectively was declared over in the United States, at least earlier last year, you know, and again, I'm not downplaying COVID at all. It's serious. I had it. I, I, my fever was so high. I was hallucinating. I'm never going to downplay COVID. I'm never going to sit here and be like, you know, you know, it's not that bad because it is. But it just it can't be that bad, yeah. It can't be. And it frustrates me that for whatever reason that we still can't seem to, you know, figure it out. It's that's my hobby. It's just one of those it's just one of those things. It it happens. Uh it, it's just insane that it's still be, that it's still an issue. Uh, Label this episode beer battered hot takes. <laughs> you know, right. Between, between Isaac between me saying that and one of you saying something about system quarterback for Rock Purdy. There you go. Um, the NHL did release their all-star game jersey, and I freaking love them. They're really good, and I don't understand why some people don't like them. Because it's the, they're, I don't think people like the Vice City thing that they're going that it's got going on. But they're in, in um, they're in Florida, right? Yeah, they're playing in Miami, and that's why they have the Vice City colors and in Miami or at the Panthers Arena. Yes. Because the Panthers arena is not in Miami. Look, I I don't know. All I heard was Miami. That's all I know about it. Um, But the the reverse retro jerseys this year have been a huge hit within the NHL. I absolutely love the Devils one, and I'm going to get it. I just don't know when or who I'm going to get. That's my biggest issue with it. I don't know who I'm going to get because there's so many players that I just love. Um. But because it's such a huge hit, they did the reverse retro to the old, I believe, one of the 90s jerseys, I think it was. And they just added the Vice City colors to it and everything. And I think they're beautiful. Yeah. I I really like them. Yeah. I don't understand why some people complain or some people find them funny, but whatever. Because this world would not be this world and people would not be happy unless they had something to complain about. Yep. Everybody loves to complain. Nobody's ever satisfied, and that's that. Yeah, I mean, you guys saw earlier today, earlier this week, that they. Uh, hey, can I rant about this real quick? Can I rant Go about how they? Uh, so M and M's is um, 
Eminem's oh. is freaking retiring the candy spokespeople and replacing them with Maya Rudolph. And I love Maya Rudolph, so I'm not mad about that. But I have some questions. So they're retiring the candy spokespeople because people kept complaining that they made the green Eminem go from wearing go-go boots to like Converse and said they were uh, they were taking away the sexiness of the Eminem. To everybody who complained about them changing the Eminems and everyone complained about It's an about Eminem. Them. You shouldn't find it sexy. Yeah, let, let me finish my thought here, Kylie. Here's my thought. If you find the green Eminem sexy, you are a pervert and have something seriously wrong with you. <laughs> it's an Eminem. You should not be finding an Eminem sexy. What? People have ruined Eminems now because they basically gone out and said, oh, the green Eminem has to wear boots to identify it as a woman. It's an Eminem. It doesn't have a gender. And now we get we have Maya Rudolph. And again, Maya Rudolph is great. Nothing against her. I wear we Converse. Had, we had a good thing going with the Eminem spoke candies, and y'all yeah. had to ruin it. So thank yeah. you very much. You complained and you complained because you wanted the Eminems to fuck, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> y'all couldn't stand That's... the fact that the Eminems had to look like people. They're M&Ms. That's... They're candies. Yeah. Yeah. It's... You should not, you should don't humanize. Come on. It's it's a freaking Eminem. The worst, you know what? The worst part about this, why I'm really pissed off, because because they're retiring the spokes candies, they're probably going to retire that long running commercial they've had of the M and M's. You know, uh, the M and M's trying to you know leave out milk and cookies for Santa, and they run into Santa, yeah. and, they, and the red one faints. He's like, he's real, and <laughs> he does exist. And Santa goes, they do, I exist. do exist. That commercial's been running since we were kids. It's one of the longest running mm-hmm. commercials of all time, and they're probably going to retire now because a bunch of fucking Tuck and, Tucker Carlson wannabes got got upset that they couldn't watch M and M's commercials with their dick in their hands. I'm done. I rest <laughs> my case. I rest my case. Bring back the M&M's. Okay, well, there's the title of our episode, Beer Battered M&M's. Um, I, I have to what? get that out. I have a platform. I have to get out my frustrations. Bring back the M&M's. What a way to end the episode. Oh, my God. Okay, well, that ends... Week. People complained about M&M's. Oh, I'm oh sorry. my god! I'm that sorry. that no. was that was a hefty vent right there. Oh my goodness! I got more, I get more upset about the M and M's than I do about the Bucks losing. I I can tell. Hey, I'm backtracking a second before we just because I had looked it up after you had said that LeBron was inching closer to the uh, breaking the record. Mm-hmm. If he averages 30 points for the next six games, he'll pass it in six games. Oh, I hope he does. That's that's crazy. I I used to be a LeBron hater, uh, but over the last couple of years, I've just been like, just appreciate the great players that we have when we have them. Like Ronaldo and Messi, I love them both. Obviously, I love Ronaldo more. Ronaldo's my guy. But you just have to appreciate the players while you have them. Nothing is, you know. I mean, LeBron's played 20 years. You're never going to see that again. At this level... You're never going to see that again. Usually when somebody wins a championship in their 17th, 18th season, they're riding off the bench playing three minutes a game. This guy's still putting up 48 points. <laughs> yeah, exactly. This dude's dropping 48 points in his 20th season, averaging just under 30 points a game, probably more than 30 points a game right now. Like, you just got to respect the players at this point. I'm tired of the the Twitter debates and the Instagram, whatever. It's like It's, it's stupid. Just appreciate the players – why you have them? Except Jokic. He's not as good as Embiid, and I'll die on that hill. And that's a perfect way to end the episode. <laughs> <laughs>
Well, uh, there you go. thank you guys so much for listening to today's episode. And I apologize for the M&M's rant. I just had to get it off my chest. I know that probably, uh, that probably pushed some boundaries, but you know what? You know what? It had to be said. It had to be said. You can say it now. Um, oh, yeah. Yeah, it had to. Sorry. Uh, today's episode is brought to you, of course, by the Fired Up Sports Podcast Network. Without them and their support and all the great podcasts over there, we wouldn't be able to get this show going on the road. You can follow us at Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, Instagram, and Twitch at Sports underscore pod. Interact with us live on Facebook or YouTube, and you can head over to the link in our Twitter bio for merch. It's comfortable. It's nice. It gets you through these cold these cold times in the winter. Go grab yourself some merch. Hey, don't be like Kylie and forget where your shirt is. Yeah, I That's lose good. everything. Yeah, like how I lost. <laughs> <laughs> uh, thank you guys so much for watching. See you guys next week. M&Ms are not sexy. Yes, M&Ms are not sexy. And if you think they are, there's something wrong with you and you might be a Cowboys fan. Good night, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness. Get that trending on Twitter. Hashtag Cowboys fans like the green M&M. Oh, my goodness. <laughs>